Welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kat Lee. I'm here to explore the ideas, stories, and experiences that dig deep into what it means to be an empowered and curious human. Together, we'll connect over emotional alchemy, conscious relationships, and embodiment medicine. On this podcast, I'll be sharing tools, techniques, and wisdom about coming back home to the truest version of yourself. jump into this interview that I did with Chris Miller, I want to give you a bit of an update on the next few episodes. Five Element Theory is a really crucial part of Taoist medicine, and I have decided to devote the next six episodes to exploring the Five Elements framework from many different perspectives. We'll have some really fascinating guests on to talk about the different cycles and how it relates to the five elements. We'll talk about Chinese face reading and feng shui, but to give us a bit of a framework, to give us a bit of an overview, I've invited my friend Chris to help me uh, really dive into the energetics and get a understanding of, just a foundational understanding of what the five elements is all about. And before we jump into that, I want to talk about why I decided to do this particular series. I guess whenever I sit in front of this microphone to have a chat with you, I've been feeling a bit of pressure to drop some knowledge, to really shift your mind a bit, to change something in you. And I was sitting with that sort of energy and I thought instead of putting myself through all that pressure, what if I just came at it with curiosity? What if curiosity is is enough? And I just felt this weight just melting off of my shoulders and this renewed sense of wanting to be in front of the microphone <laughs> and not feeling that pressure of needing to perform. And so I'm hoping that by naming that, um, maybe I can model it for you and inspire you to do the same in your own life, however that shows up, however that manifests. And so really, I just want to be here with you. And I think that's such a profound way of showing up in any circle that you show up into because there is so much friction happening right this moment. I'm recording this in September of 2020 and in the last six months there has been so much deconstruction of power dynamics in the political field, in the racial um, landscape, in the class landscape and there's so much frustration around performative allyship and just in the last month or so wildfires have been erupting all over the west coast of the United States where where I live and where most of my community lives and I feel like we're at this crucial breaking point and and when I when I zoom back and I look at it um and that's really what the framework of the five elements helps me do is it helps me recognize that this is a manifestation of elements being out of 
balance and it's a communication from our social structure, from our natural cycles that this is out of balance and it's a call to be supported to shift towards balance. So many people are struggling with this. So many people are having a hard time with this because we are in this transition phase and this is always the hardest place to be in. It's this really sticky place between death and rebirth. And so I just want to give us a bit of permission to be in this transition phase together. You know, and and the question that I would invite is, can we be okay? Can we be in this phase? Can we be in this cycle? Can we be in surrender? Honestly, I don't know if I could be there if I didn't have the framework of the five elements to anchor me, to keep me grounded. That is exactly why I wanted to talk about the, about the five elements is because it it has served me so well in anchoring me and allowing me to surrender, allowing me to trust because what it does is it gives me a sense of this is a phase, this will pass, this is hard, um, we won't stay in winter forever, we won't stay in fall forever, we won't stay in pain and suffering forever. And it pulls me away from my natural inclination, or I guess I shouldn't say natural inclination, I should say my insecure inclination to want to try to control. And when we try to control when it's not an appropriate phase to be controlling, it mutates the situation. Being able to surrender, being able to trust comes from this rooted anchoring in the five element system. I'm going to go a little bit woo with you, but when we decided to manifest, we were taking a big responsibility to say yes to this particular time, to this particular moment in history. So if there's anything that I can spark in you, it is, even if it is just the slightest shift to take deliberate responsibility because you are a part of nature you are a part of life and to think about how you can live regeneratively how can you be rather than do how can you be the truest version of yourself and this is really the medicine of the five elements full permission to release full permission to let go full permission to allow yourself to sit in this pregnant pause that we are all sitting in and feeling the discomfort of right now. Full permission to be instead of do, full permission to be a spiritual ecologist and witness rather than see everything as a resource that needs to be mined, which is how we've been living for the last several decades. This is why I think it is important to have a conversation about the five elements and how we fit into it as a piece of nature, not as something that is separate from nature. And I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with than my friend Chris Miller. He and I went to acupuncture school together. We studied traditional Chinese medicine, and he is my sounding board for... Anytime I have any sort of confusion or 
I want to spark some sort of philosophical discussion about um, the five elements, but also he is such a grounding force for me. As you'll hear um, in our conversation, I, I identify pretty strongly with the wood element. And one of the aspects of the wood element is I can have all these ideas, all these visions, all these, like, it's almost like I, I have so much growth. And and so all my, I have so many branches that seem to sprout. And he has this really beautiful way being um, more of a, a metal element um, type of a constitution, he has this really beautiful way of clarifying for me, of helping me prune back some of my branches. And so I thought he would be the perfect person to just help us outline and crystallize and get to the core essence and the core energy of each of these elements. That is what our conversation today is going to be all about. I would love to invite you to listen in on this discussion that I had with Chris. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much. So one of the things that um, Taoist medicine and Chinese medicine uh, is founded on is the relationship to uh, earth and nature and the seasons. Um, kind of a tenet is healing comes from the earth, our relationship to the earth rather. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we use our voice to acknowledge where we are, where we come from, who uh, occupies the land, if we're in right relationship with the land, if we have asked permission to be on the land, um, we can return ourselves to this, this natural balance and this natural flow um, with the earth and um, honoring the original peoples who, who stewarded this land. Mm -hmm. um, where I am right now is the confluence of two major rivers, the Columbia and the Willamette River, um, which is traditionally uh, the land of the Clackamas, the Cowlitz, the Chinookan people, Multnomah tribes, uh, various different river bands um, who are, uh, we are an un unceded colonized land. And so I love to uh, ask for permission before we begin anything. Blessings to all the land spirits who dwell here now. We see you. We recognize you. We honor your existence. We come before you in this place, in my house that was built without permission. I ask for permission now. May we listen in this podcast to all that is wise. May we be grateful for all the resources used for our alignment in this podcast. May we, may this podcast hold for us safety and healing. May we be empowered with our truth and our highest good through the work done in this conversation. May we find courage and curiosity to hear our deepest knowing. May we use kind thoughts and words towards ourselves and towards others in this conversation. May we be open, wide open, in this conversation. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Mm. I didn't really give you an opportunity to say uh, any of the people or the traditional people in your. Yeah, so um, I am seated in the land of the Musqueam people. Mm-hmm. And I think you had shared a link in our last episode of how oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. how others can find um, where they are, are seated in. Um, can you yeah. share that link again? Yeah, it's um, native-land.ca. But I'll make sure that there is a, a link in the show notes for listeners. So um, it's a great website. You can type in your home address and it gives you all the treaties, all the languages, um, all the bands of people. Mm. It's a really great resource. Mm, thank you. A beginning resource. To yeah. Dive I th- into yeah. Their- I think that's really what it is, is it's really, mm-hmm. um, it's just the start of the conversation, right? Mm, yeah. 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 So I am going to give us a little bit of a framework. So um, we have a bit of a map um, to take us through. So for those of you who are joining us and are brand new to the five elements system, it is, um, as Chris said earlier, it is a framework for um, Taoist medicine for Chinese medicine and ultimately we look at nature as our teachers and we look at nature to see um, how to find alignment in our own lives and that's um, the physical body as well as the emotional and spiritual body and so a lot of the work that Chris and I do is on the emotional spiritual plane so that's where a lot of our conversation is going to be going If you are curious and um, want to learn about like, hey, like the colors that are the correspondences to each of the elements or, you know, the, um, the specific emotions will be going into them on a deeper level. But if you want um, a bit more of a framework, there's a book called The Way of the Five Seasons by John Kirkwood. Mm, And it's a really good sort of like entry point um, for folks who who are unfamiliar with Chinese medicine, unfamiliar with Taoist medicine, want to just get like, like a beginner's view of it and just start that, um, that education. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you who are joining and are acupuncturists already and want to do a little bit more um, just research and, and inquiry into the five elements, my two favorite authors are Lonnie Jarrett and Elizabeth Rashad de I'm totally ruining her name. (laughs) Um, But Lonnie Jarrett's got a really amazing book called Nourishing Destiny. And um, I know that two books with a third one coming. Ooh, I don't, I don't think I've read the second one. It's a clinical, um, clinical tome. It's a red book. That's about 2,700 pages. I made that up, but it's, it's (laughs) it's a large, large book. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that you've studied with Lonnie Jarrett um, yeah. as part of your your post um, schooling education, and I've taken several courses with Elizabeth Rashad, um, and she's got a series of tiny books <laughs> about each of um, the the organs of the elements. Um, yeah, that are but really those just, tiny books are just oh packed. so much information. <laughs> 
like you read one sentence, you're like, oh, I got to put this book down and yeah. digest that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are just some resources. Um, if you want to uh, read into more of this, this type of medicine, um, do you have mm. any other resources that you can mm. add to this, Chris? Um, maybe more of just a kind of a philosophy mm. when reading. So I find this was something when I went through schooling that I had to really wrestle with, with uh, learning the five elements. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in my very Western mindset, I like to classify things and, and really pare down and get the one definition. So like the wood element is this, or yin and yang is this. And that's just simply not how the Chinese language or philosophy works. Or nature. Uh, or or oh, yeah, right. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. <laughs> that's good point, Kat. <laughs> right. And so when looking at this conversation or thinking about the five elements, it's really helpful to understand that definitions come through paradox. And so when we are talking about the five elements or yin and yang, um, we, we can't delineate it into one simple thing. Mm -hmm. So for instance, the conversation of yin and yang, the sun might be yang compared to the moon, which would be yin. But the moon would be yang compared to the night sky, which would be yin, mm -hmm. right? And so it's easier to understand, easier, I don't know if that's the right term. It's um, it's more relaxing <laughs> to get a list of adjectives to kind of get a feeling for an element. Mm -hmm. And that's why the first book that you list listed about, you know, what seed goes with the wood element, what fragrance goes with the wood element, what planet goes with the wood element. You basically read those lists. And after you read the list, you get the like the vibe of the thing yeah and that's the most important thing yeah yeah absolutely yeah. instead of rote memorization of the 17 associations with the wood element <laughs> <laughs> totally um and I, I completely agree with that and and I remember because I I studied western medicine before I got into eastern mm -hmm. medicine school and it was just such a hard shift to like like to be more malleable, to be more flexible in the definitions and to, to recognize that things don't live in boxes. And, um, and that is a great framework to, to, I think just live by is, mm -hmm. is nothing is set in stone and everything changes and everything is malleable. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, that's how I think about the elements honestly is, is energetics, you know, mm -hmm the vibe mm. of an element rather than like the exact definition of an element. Um, so I think that's yeah, a really and one good of the, the powerful things about the system is it's a system based on observation. Mm -hmm. And so people have been watching nature for, I mean, I don't know, millennia <laughs> and have come up with associations like, Oh, the, when there is less sun in the sky, it is winter and it is colder. And these things happen with the animals and these things happen with our food and we should maybe live in alignment. Mm -hmm. And when it is the summer energy in winter, 
that might be a little off balance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that might be something that we should consider and, and, and think about. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And something that I think um, I feel like is a little bit lost in our, our culture is this witnessing and the interaction piece with the, with nature. Um, I'm reading through this amazing book. I swear it's, it's changing my life right now. Um, it's called Braiding Sweetgrass by oh, Robin Wall Kimmerer. <laughs> yeah. It, I think last time you were on Chris, like you were talking, we were talking about the Resma Medicum book and mm -hmm. how like how long it's taken us to read that book because it's mm -hmm. like this is an interactive piece of work um yeah. and this is how i feel about the robin wall Kimmerer book as well because there is like a i cry the mm -hmm. entire time i'm reading <laughs> but there is this beautiful piece around how native people have interacted with nature and have seen themselves as a part of nature, not just as witnesses of nature. And, mm -hmm. um, and what I love about, or I think what I intuitively was drawn to when it came to five elements is, is that, that interaction piece of mm. like, how can I participate with nature? How can I be in nature in a regenerative way, not just a sustainable way? Um, how can I, give back to nature um through witnessing and um and really that book has just encapsulated i think all those those intangible feelings that i was exploring mm, for the last beautiful. 10 years of of being in chinese medicine um and and essentially how i think about our work is so all of us have all five of the elements in us you know i think a lot of five elements practitioners have a tendency to um to label a person as being a element and then you know have like work on that one element but really it's an interaction like you were saying there's no boxes it really is an interaction of of all five and just because i have more of a wood tendency and you have more of a metal tendency which we'll sort of go into a little bit later um <laughs> like it doesn't mean that fire isn't present it doesn't mean that earth isn't present and in interacting with our wood energy with our metal energy in a certain way um and so I've come to almost think about when I'm working with clients as it being like spiritual ecology work. Ooh, it's... I like that term. <laughs> Say more about that, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think about what an ecologist does is they go out and they observe nature and they report back their findings. Um, and that's sort of what I feel like I do when I'm sitting with clients is I'm just sitting and observing how their lives have come to be, what their history is like, how the specific elements as I see them are interacting and being able to report that back to them and mirror it back to them. And then it's up to them to actually do that work mm -hmm. to like to create a bit more earth to help them feel grounded 
to create uh, and find the ways that they need to tap back into their passion um, Mm -hmm. to figure out how to create boundaries. And I think the way that our Western medicine is framed is I am going to do as a practitioner or, you know, I am going to do the healing work for you. Like you Mm. come to me and, and I fix you. And that is not at all how I think the most powerful medicine is actually um, done. I think that a lot of the the deep work and the more sustainable work is done when you can witness somebody and share your findings and then they do that work for themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I love that. Yeah, I think one of the, the most powerful uh, paradigm shifts that I had in school is someone once told me Western medicine is like a microscope and uh, Taoist medicine or, or Eastern medicine is more like a telescope. Mm. And um, Western medicine comes to uh, our bodies with this reductive uh, kind of splitting atoms kind of view, mm-hmm. right? So we're looking at the body uh, and we're trying to dive deeper, 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 deeper and isolate and separate and understand the different variables and Chinese medicine comes from this understanding of that which is within us is projected out into the, the whole, into nature, mm-hmm. right? And so if I can take this big, broad view and understanding of the universe or of, this, of nature, mm-hmm. right? And I can see the rivers and I can see the fields and the mountains and, and all that kind of stuff. And I can relate it inside of myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm not separate from that, mm-hmm. um, that can help me understand how I relate to others, mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. places, and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of understanding the ten thousand interaction biochemical interactions in my body, I can understand the the few, you know, broad brush strokes of nature. Mm-hmm. and apply it to my life mm. and that's what the yin and yang theory is mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what the five elements are mm-hmm. yeah i like to think of it as a a, a light shining through a prism mm-hmm. and so it's the same light and we all have that same light and the prism refracts it in five different lights mm-hmm. a rainbow on the wall if you will mm-hmm. And that rainbow colors, that the light colors how we see the world, what we interact with, how we um, create and manifest in this world. Mm-hmm. But it's all coming from the same, same light. Yeah. And we all have all five lights in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this too, because I think when when we take that broader that broader view, there is this, I mean, it's all based on cycles, right? Mm, yeah. Like, like we'll, we'll talk about the seasons and stuff, but like, because if our life fits within the broader cycle of nature, then I can trust, I can have that surrender of like, this is going to pass. 
Mm. You know, um, like contrary to like what everybody loves, like I don't love summer. Like summer is like my least favorite season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that fall is coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it's a season or an emotion or a particular phase in your life, like if you can think of it as <clears throat> not just an isolated instant instance, and if you can sort of telescope out your view a bit and recognize that this is actually just a, a part of the phase, like this is a cycle that you're going through. Um, I find that it's easier to sort of surrender into that um, mm-hmm. and trust that things are going to change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm. So I do want to go through the five elements and just sort of broad stroke, like get a, an energetic understanding of each of them. And then I think it'd be helpful if, um, if we worked through, you know, particular struggles that people may have um, and look at it through the lens of each of the, the five elements, like through each of the prisms, as you say. The five elements as we see them through the lens of Taoist medicine, which I know is different from um, how Ayurveda and the yogic traditions um, see them, is wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So I think it'd be helpful if we went through each of the elements and just talked about the vibe, the prism of each one, and then we'll go through and... um, I'll draw up a couple of examples and we can look at it, how um, somebody who's struggling on the like wood level um, might be looking at this problem or this challenge, um, how somebody with a metal element would be looking at it. So that way we can get, get it from a couple different angles. Love it. So wood is where we will start. So let's talk about wood energy um, which is associated with the springtime season i usually like to think of uh the elements through the growth of a seed Mm -hmm. into a tree through the seasons Mm -hmm. so we have the wood element is the the seed that's being that's buried in the soil so the seed being buried in the soil winter time and then when the soil warms up and it starts to get uh, a little more moisture, the seed starts to get this communication, it's time to grow. And it reaches uh, fast and quick up to, to meet the sun. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't know which way is up and it doesn't understand if things are blocking it. It's, its main direction is up. Yeah. Um, and it's got this theme of like, I got to face everything and avoid nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get there. Right. And if it hits a sidewalk or concrete or whatever, it's going to either move around it or break through it. Mm -hmm. So we've got the seed or springtime or wood. Um, As my, as our teachers used to say, yang burst. (laughs) (laughs) This is when the yang bursts out of winter time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a human, in terms of like spirit, we see this like driving force. We see this, um, 
like a vision of what we want our lives to be. Um, we see a lot of like pushing through barriers and um, one of the emotions that's associated with the wood element is anger, but I don't necessarily think of that as being an out of balance emotion all the time mm. because the driving force behind every civil rights movement is this energy of the seeds sprouting through sidewalks, moving around rocks. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of times we have a tendency to look at some of these emotions as being quote unquote negative and, um, and really we need to have a balance of all of them within us. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I find that I love the civil rights um, call out, call in because of the wood is justice. The wood mm. is that like forward moving. Uh, this has got to, this has to be just, this has to be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really. And, and so if somebody has an excess of wood in their spirit though, Mm-hmm. There can be a bit of excess of anger and frustration and um, that sort of just like underlying like grr energy. Um, yeah, which, it changes that justice, that right, this needs to be right into I'm right. I, yeah. Yeah. And so there's there's that, that push and we hit obstruction, mm-hmm. right? And that obstruction creates this like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where like the belligerence comes in. Um, yeah. And I find that when we don't allow ourselves to witness emotions in their healthy form, they have a tendency to mutate. Um, and anger has a really, um, has a really like flashy way of mutating it. Cause it, it's so external, right? Um, yeah, Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts out, you know, irritation, then frustration, yeah. then anger, then mm-hmm. rage, then mm-hmm. violence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you've got the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also it's this like tenacity of, of doing and accomplishing, mm-hmm. right? So on one end, we've got, I've got this project, I've got this to-do list, I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish these tasks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, mutated or... Uh, distorted it becomes i'm going to be a consumer or a producer of things Mm -hmm. i'm just going to do 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to reach into my reserves and go quiet and do my meditation and all that kind of stuff i'm just going to blow past that yeah drink more coffee i'm going to get the stimulants and i'm going to accomplish Yeah. yeah And I think that's a struggle that a lot of um, folks, and and this is speaking as uh, somebody who has a lot of wood in my in my constitution. Like I have a tendency to create a to do list, create a plan, and then get myself started on that plan, and then that's all I can see. Like I get like there's like a tunnel vision thing that happens, um, yeah. and something that the wood element needs is perspective it needs to have like the ability and that's why i love the that 
the tree is is such an archetype for the wood element mm. is because um, a tree has so many different levels at which you can look at a situation. So you can be close down to the ground by the roots. You can be up in the treetops and really like sort of big picture it out. And um, I think a lot of folks who struggle with the wood element um, need permission, like permission to actually get off course every once in a while to like let go of that to-do list, you know? Yeah. And a messy action is better than perfect action kind of Mm. thing. Uh, Your face, (laughs) for all of you podcast (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But also the wood element's gift, the wood element's uh, value that it gives to the world is perspective, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's this acupuncture point. There's actually two acupuncture points. Um, Gobladder 40, it's also called Wilderness Mound. Mm -hmm. It's this beautiful perspective. You're you're lost in the forest. You can't see the forest from the trees, right? Mm -hmm. So you climb up to this high point. And you get a 360 degree panoramic view of where you've been, where you are, where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's wood. That's the wood perspective. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. also a point called liver 14, which is called gate of hope, which is kind of like the moral of the story. Like you've, you've read the book, you've kind of got the, the image or the idea. And this is the, like the take home message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this gives mm-hmm. us, uh, direction. Yeah. This gives us hope. Yeah. That's the beautiful uh, value of, of the wood perspective. Yeah. Yeah. The, the value is that perspective, you know, perspective yeah. is such a huge, and something that I think is, can get lost a lot of times when, when you switch into that story of, I need to be right. Mm. Um, is like, if you can focus too much on the minutia of, of being justified, of being the one who is correct, um, you lose the bigger perspective of, okay, so what's the moral here? What's yeah. the objective? What's the intention? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And the, so that's kind of like the excess view, but there's also the deficient view, mm-hmm. which is, so if the excess view is I'm right, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the deficient view is, oh my God, what if I'm not right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. or they're right and I'm wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Then you get mm-hmm. this like despondent, kind of indecisive, mm-hmm. timid mm-hmm. Uh, approach. This like, uh, I have all these dreams, but I don't, I don't have the get up and go to do them. Yeah. I, I could never accomplish them because other people are better than me or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. This yeah. self-esteem issue. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so for listeners, as you're, as you're listening to us move through the elements, you might resonate with one or two. Um, I find that a lot of folks tend to resonate with like two elements uh, more so than the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. So if you are ever curious or, um, or want to learn more, feel free to message me. I'm sure like Chris is super friendly. Um, I'm sure he would welcome DMs <laughs> on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, totally. I just volunteered you for that, so now you are going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kat. <laughs> no, um, I welcome it. I welcome it. Yeah, but I, um, I, I think that this is a really good start of 
the conversation around like, how do you witness yourself? How do you witness the elements? How do you witness the archetypes within you? Yeah. 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 And so maybe, uh, a good metal framework is as we go through these, we'll talk about the element, maybe an excess presentation and a deficient presentation and the value or the, the light that the element brings to the, the whole. Mm-hmm. And the struggles that they may the struggles, have. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. So fire element. Mm, yes. <laughs> this is the element that I'm most resistant to. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as Kat said, you might find one or two elements that you resonate with. Mm-hmm. You might also find one element or two elements that you're like, ah, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So um, the season, as we're going through, I like this, this, like we're walking through the life of a seedling um, sort of thing too. Um, So the season for this would be summertime. Right. And so you think of the tree, it's grown, it's kind of mature, it's starting to grow all these leaves and fruits and animals are living in it. It's this full expression, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So fire, the summertime, it, the the light it, you have the most light in the day mm-hmm. um, you have the most activity uh, it's just big in the classic sense of fire like it's it has a lot to do with connections and mm-hmm. um, relationships and communication and um, like if we think about the gifts of fire it really is that that spark of that passion, the the um, the ability to to like actually reveal your true self instead of having a mask on. Ooh, I like um, that. Yeah. Anything you want to add in in terms of broad you said it brush right. strokes? That's beautiful connection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So summer is the most uh, some would say the most raw time, meaning you're like most connected to other people, places and things Mm -hmm. you want to go run. Well, I want to go run naked in the field and go skinny dipping and like go out and have joy and sadness. Once someone was told, so joy and sadness are the emotions of fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone once told me joy is described as the overwhelming sense of sensation. Mm. those sounds and sights and tastes and touch and everything's just big and awesome right yeah you're like at a music festival and you're like this is awesome yeah 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 (laughs) and sadness is the same thing overwhelming sense of sensation Mm. but it's not enjoyable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so you're being flooded with this fire hose of sensation Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. too much it's just a lot it's just a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so fire is all about connection and feeling and being, being in it. Yeah, yeah. And sensuality in all mm. aspects of it is like yeah. just being able to like sink into all of your senses and mm. experience it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I like to think about fire as being the transformative um, element. Oh boy, right. In that (laughs) you can stick any of these other elements into fire and it will change it. Um, You know, wood will turn to ash, earth will um, turn into 
a container when you fire it in a kiln. Um, metal will melt and you can create a tool out of it. Water will turn into mm. vapor. Um, and so I think of fire as being the thing that everyone walks through. And by that, I mean that can be in the form of an, uh, of a relationship. It can be in the form of um, you tapping into your senses. It can be in the form of you connecting to your true self. Um, but it really is, is tr- that piece that, that triggers a transformation. Right. Right. And just like all the elements, it can be out of balance. Mm-hmm. And if one of the elements is out of balance, then the other elements will, will be distorted as well. Yeah. Um, right now in um, early, I guess we're kind of mid-September, mm-hmm. early mid-September, Oregon, where I live, is um, being inundated with wildfires. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, the mm-hmm. smoke mm-hmm. outside right now. And so fire is this transformative aspect but it can also blare out of control flare out of control right and so fire can touch wood and it can touch earth and it can touch metal but it also can like burn wood and and dry out earth Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. cause metal to be brittle and Mm -hmm. evaporate water completely and and all that stuff and all elements can do do that Mm -hmm. And, and so if you think about fire in excess in human Mm. spirit, in human emotion, human Mm -hmm. life, like, what do you, what do you think of? Um, I think of clinginess. I think of Mm. control. I -hmm. think of attachment. I think Mm -hmm. of, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Mm -hmm. I also think of like externalizing and projecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I'm not going to share my stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to make you share your stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I'm going to cling. I'm going to cling to all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In relationship and conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who have listened to my um, episode about attachment theory, this would be the mm-hmm. anxious attachment style. Right. Mm. <laughs> totally. Is that like, like I need to, in order to feel safe, I need to be as close as possible to my partner. Um, and mm-hmm. that can be an out of balance pattern. Yeah. I want to, it's like the moth and the flame, right? Mm-hmm. I want to get as close to the fire as I possibly can. Yeah. Even if it's going to be very, very painful. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and then um, on the flip side, the deficiency Mm-hmm. So this is someone who has that, uh, their fire has gone out maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they've been burnt. They've been, um, rejected. They've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And so they're done being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. cold, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. might be the avoidant, yeah. um, style. Yeah. Did I just steal your, your thunder there? No, steal <laughs> all the thunder. <laughs> So sometimes this can be in that avoidance sense. So people are apathetic or they are really just cold. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it can also, in my experience, look very vulnerable and have this like push pull kind of experience where like, I'm going to open up and then, Oh, this is really scary. So I'm going to close up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, some of these, these deficient fire types 
have um, a relationship with chaos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for instance, like, so excess might be control mm -hmm. and deficiency might be chaos, mm -hmm. wherein I'm going to rock the boat or I'm going to shake the snow globe so that I can feel something Yeah, because I'm so closed off and so guarded that I can't feel my own fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once I have uh, caused turmoil or once I've, I have rocked the boat. That's all I need. Peace out. I'm out. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't actually want to deal with what I just did. So yeah. I'm going to leave. Yeah. yeah. And just as a note too, like these are both survival programs, right? Mm -hmm. um, Coping strategies, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. each one of these elements is a, a beautiful representation of nature mm -hmm. and also can have a distorted, um, excess and the distorted deficient uh, coping strategy. Exactly. Yeah. Some would say that we get an elemental constitution or a personality based on a childhood experience, mm -hmm. um, parenting or conditioning or, or what have you, a wound. Mm -hmm. um, the, the wood might be, I want to be right. You mm -hmm. were told that you were wrong or you were told that, you know, you're, it's best to strive. The fire might be all about connection. Mm -hmm. Like I was neglected or I, I didn't have healthy connection. Mm -hmm. So forth and so on. We could talk about that for decades. Yeah, but it's, it is this like, it's almost like you're trying to complete a cycle though. Mm -hmm. Like a yeah. lot of these, um, these elemental struggles are, um, are wounds from childhood, typically between the ages of zero and seven. And your, your subconscious is going back to this place of wounding to see if you can create a different story, to see if you can create a different narrative. But you grew up with these survival strategies that have mm -hmm. worked and have kept you safe for so many years that it's hard to actually go back to that, that, that place of wounding and do something different. Yeah. And so a lot and, of and integrate the other five elements mm -hmm. or four elements mm -hmm. rather. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. we're born with all five elements. Yeah. Maybe we might have like some constitutionally uh, heavier influence or affinity towards one element, mm -hmm. but because of our wounding, then all the other lights of the prism get a little bit dimmed. Mm -hmm. And so then healing and balance is how can we, uh, take some Windex and shine the lens a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I am thinking of a particular client, um, who came to me and, um, he, he came to me when he was, he was just about to get divorced from his, his wife. Mm. And his pattern was that he would create like, sort of like you were sharing, like he would create all this chaos in his life. Mm. And he's like, I don't know how to, to not do that. Like, how can right. I, how can I not do this? Right. And so we started talking about what his childhood was like and what it was like for him growing up. And, um, he had a father who worked a lot. Um, and then a mother who was likely struggling with depression and, and had her own, um, stuff that she hadn't been able to work through. And so she locked herself in her room for days at a time with a headache and just not feeling good. And so mm -hmm. like this little boy was just left to fend for himself. Mm. And, um, and so he found that if he cried and made a lot of noise, mom would come out of her room. Mm. 
and he would get that oxytocin like bump in his system and and so that was the only way he knew how to actually find love and so mm. once we were able to click that story into place for him he then started understanding oh so that strategy is not working it's actually driving the people i love out of my life um by creating all this this chaos and and a lot of times when it comes to working with the fire element it's about creating a healthy relationship with that chase of the oxytocin yeah yeah totally and so like how like how and where do you get that oxytocin bump is that in a healthy way and if it's not in a healthy way then how can we establish and like you were saying like look at it through the lens of how do we balance the rest of the four elements to mm. support that process yeah. of of you actually getting a healthy bump of, of oxytocin yeah totally it's the whole control dynamic of mm -hmm. a relationship who's mm -hmm. in control and who's in charge and domination and submission and mm -hmm. all that stuff how about earth let's let's move on to earth earth is the season of the tree so going back to the seedling earth is when the tree has completed its growing of its fruit and growing of its leaves and growing of its animals right so the birds are kicking their little chicks out of their nests the squirrels are going in search of food the apples are are ripe and big and juicy and mm -hmm. falling um it's just everything is pregnant mm -hmm. everything is just full and still mm -hmm. the weather is like the wind kind of stops it's humid it's mm -hmm. just full but there's yeah. no other way it's stillness yeah yeah right? those days of summer when you're like sitting on the porch and the like locusts or cicadas are singing and you're hot and sticky it's too hot to fucking move this is this is the yeah yeah that's earth <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so yeah. funny yeah yeah, so this is the element that I struggle with. <laughs> so we went from the one that you don't like to the one that I don't like. Um, and um, and so in terms of seasons in the in the Dallas calendar, we have an extra season here. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the late summer. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, it feels very, very distinctly different than the height of summer. So let's talk about the gifts because I can talk about the like struggles for, for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the gifts would be gratitude, right? <laughs> would be abundance. Um, so one of the things about, about earth is um, nourishment, mm -hmm. I guess would be the, the most succinct way of saying it. Mm -hmm. The earth uh, element is related to our digestive system in Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about everything we're ingesting, not just in our mouth, but in our eyes, our nose, our ears, our brain, what we're ingesting, right? And it's, it's all funneled from our sense organs down into our stomach. 
our stomach rottens and ripens it, and then our spleen or pancreas uh, extracts the essence mm-hmm. out of that that dense matter mm-hmm. and chooses, you know what, your waste, and you know what, your nutrition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so that's the the quality of the earth element mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. being full and and engorged <laughs> in in the season mm-hmm. and starting to harvest, starting to separate mm-hmm. and and pull out what is of nu- nutrition. Yeah, yeah. And the first expression in in our human experience of experiencing earth is is the mother. You know, Mama Earth. Mama Earth. It's and the breast milk. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's that nourishment. And um, and so when people have a struggle in this particular element, it is helpful to go back and look at the relationship with the mother and um, mm-hmm. look at the relationship to community because community is also an expression of, of the Earth element. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and oftentimes I find that when people go through really traumatic experiences, um, this element gets totally shaken off. And so mm. it's almost like... Um, like an earthquake. Yeah, like an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like, this is too big, I can't digest this. Mm-hmm. You know? right. And so I think that for the practitioners who are listening, the um, five elements uh, treatment of the internal dragons where all the points are along the stomach meridian, mm-hmm. it's almost like being able to tap into your internal stomach that is responsible for digesting experiences or rather digesting external things like food, Mm -hmm. but also external things like experiences and breaking it down into small enough pieces um, that you can actually extract. Like we can't get to the place where like, what am I supposed to learn from this? You know, what am I supposed to let go until you can actually get it down into a small enough molecule to, to do that. Right. Um, Right. Right. And so We've all had that experience. Well, I'll speak for myself. I've had this experience where I've eaten like this really smothered, damp burrito or something like that. <laughs> and it's probably the size of my head. And I've yep. eaten it all within like 13 seconds. Yeah. And so then I am left for the rest of the day in this disassociated, uh, despondent, kind of like, uh... <laughs> That was what, that was worth it. <laughs> no, but that's like when the the earth element is not digesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it feels. It feels very stuck and heavy and and damp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. smothered. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that a lot of people are in this place right now. I don't know if you've been having conversations. Um, with folks who are sort of stuck in this earth element because it's like so fucking much is happening in the world right now. Mm. Too much to ingest. Yeah, exactly. And we're in the season of earth. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's this, it's this weird place of like, there is so much happening with the black lives matters movement, with the pandemic, with the wildfires, with like just so much chaos and trauma being unearthed that it can feel like like how do I even sit with this 
this gigantic Thanksgiving meal that I've just ingested. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's like the 24 hour news cycle Mm -hmm. is, is that, that burrito Mm -hmm. is too much. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways that the earth element can get back into balance is to turn the news off Mm -hmm. and to take a little bit of digestive enzyme through the, (laughs) through the action of like meditation or, or, you know, Holding a boundary for yourself. Holding a boundary. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It's going to be um, easier to digest things once you have that space from the large meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think we've talked through a lot of, like, the, def- the excess of earth. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that cloying, like, heavy, overwhelming yeah. sort of quality. Um, so, what is... What a word. Cloying. Yeah. yeah it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so the deficiency side of it. Yeah. So if the excess is self indulgence Mm -hmm. and this cloying obsession, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. I need to get my hit of the next news article. Mm -hmm. Um, deficiency would be, uh, self deprecation Mm -hmm. and like ingratiation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. saying yes. When you mean no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it would be it would be the mother Teresa Mm -hmm. archetype right Mm -hmm, so it'd be mm -hmm. this like really really frail um almost skeleton of a person who is giving 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 um oh my god that child doesn't have much I'm gonna give them my arm Mm because I don't need my arm Mm -hmm. (laughs) right it's it's that yeah so like the I think I said that. Yes. Ingratiation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also like a feeling of it can never be enough. Like I can never get enough um, nourishment. I think of sitting at the the kitchen table and my grandma putting a scoop of, I don't know, goulash or something like that on my plate. And it's like my fourth helping she's like, eat, eat, you never eat. And I'm like, I can't, grandma, I'm full, I can't. And then she's like, you don't like my food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandma was an earth type, everybody. Yeah, I think you and I had the same grandma. <laughs> Except mine was with candy and not a bowl of goulash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, yep. totally. Um, you never call, you never write. Mm-hmm. And it's just simply not true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then the balance that, yeah. so if we've talked about excess and deficiency, the balance would then be reciprocity. Mm. The balance would be like the integration of consumption and production mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and understanding where you are in relationship to the nourishment of your community. Yeah. Yeah. And in the context of relationships, I like to think of this as like asking for and receiving bids for intimacy is it goes both ways. Um. Mm. (laughs) Punctuation, exclamation point. (laughs) Love it. Um, Love it. Because I I find that a lot of um, folks who struggle with the earth element um, are good at doing one or the other. 
No. Yeah, yeah. It's that dynamic of give versus receive. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the the medicine there is taking those words out mm-hmm. and replacing both of them with share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's something that um Robin Wall Kimmerer talks about in her book is is whenever she harvests something from earth, she leaves an offering in exchange. And sometimes that offering is just a thank you to the plant that she just harvested from. Sometimes it's in the form of um, leaving a bit of tobacco to fertilize the earth. Um, Beautiful. And yeah, I think that if we can, I mean, just in the context of, of like you were saying, there's so many wildfires happening. There is this, overarching theme of like we've taken too much without gratitude we've taken too much um and taken the abundance for granted Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a time to shift and think of our relationship to earth as a regenerative process um Mm -hmm. rather than just like how can i get as much out of this piece of land as i possibly can um for the short term yeah yeah yeah. And um, I think one of the most, it's, this is like stupidly simple, but one of the most. Um, <laughs> well, now I feel judged. <laughs> um, but one of the most grounding things that you can do is actually just stick your hands in earth. Um, and um, there's research that shows that when you are interacting with earth and soil in this way, you actually get an oxytocin hit the same way that you would have gotten as a child when you're breastfeeding or, That's incredible. Um, or getting nourishment from mama. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And, and I think it goes back to our, our, our initial conversation about how we are not, separate from nature you know yeah we despite are... our trying yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. um so metal dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> right so in the um metaphor of the seed and the tree metal is the autumn season so We've just come from this very still, pregnant, full earth season where every, all the vegetables are ripe and all of the animals are ready to leave their nests and, and what have you. And the energy of the tree starts to go inward. And you start to see that because then the leaves start to change color and then the leaves start to fall and then you start to see the skeleton of the tree. Mm-hmm. And so... The idea of the metal element is distilling and discerning and getting to the core truth, cutting the fat off of everything and getting yeah. to the core truth of what's, what's really happening. Yeah. This is the time uh, traditionally in the Chinese markets when uh, officials would go and standardize all of the scales to make sure everything is equal and, and, so that we understand what we have mm-hmm. and if we can make it through winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to take our lists and go through the harvest and see, do we have enough of this? And do we have enough of this? And oh my gosh, we don't have enough of this. We need yeah. to trade. <laughs> or yeah. 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 
and we don't really have to deal with with thinking about survival in this way but you know back when humans were a bit closer to nature and we didn't have you know pineapples shipped from brazil in the winter <laughs> like, right, 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 right. um it did matter a lot in terms of needing to cut the fat and yeah um in traditional chinese society this is also when prisoners would be executed mm-hmm. is is because we can't afford to feed another mouth through the winter time yeah um and so this is when executions would happen and it sounds harsh, but there is this cutting quality with metal of releasing and letting go and, um, and, and I think clarifying is the word that keeps coming to mind when Mm, I think about metal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I resonate with that. Oh, Chris is pretty metally if you guys haven't figured this out yet. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But then there's also a lot of distilling down of what is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the metal element can be seen as the minerals and the gems that are in the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And the pressure that the earth puts on certain uh, elements and minerals and what have you to create something of value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the analogy that I, that I like to talk to my clients who are in their metal season, because culturally we are not really good at growing older. Mm, oh my gosh. We um, value it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have, it's so funny because I find that a lot of my clients uh, sign on as clients when they hit certain milestones in their lives. So I have a couple of women who are like, I'm turning 50. And so I'm, <laughs> I want to do some work with you. I'm turning 60. I want to do some work with you. And they are in this like metal phase and not um, transitioning so well because yeah. we don't <laughs> value particularly women um, whose value up until now has been about how you externalize and how you look on the outside. And if you are a good mother, you know, and um, the conversation that I like having with them is like in the metal season, it's like you are distilling down everything in your life that you want to transmit into the next generation. Mm, And you are mineralizing that. Mm-hmm. And that mineralization is actually feeding the trees of the next cycle. Um, and so like you're feeding the spring for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is so much value when you look at not just your life and your emotions in this way, um, but just in terms of like, like telescoping it out a bit of like this is how you fit into your community you mm, beautiful yeah yeah that transition from um fertile woman to menopause and then no longer fertile woman mm-hmm. is a, a really um strong metal transition for a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. especially people who gain value from being a mom or mm-hmm. being a producer or being mm-hmm. a nourisher or what have you yeah and the 
thing that is really powerful to me is the, the elders who have been through a very full, rich life uh, gain their wisdom, gain their insight through that distilling of their life. I love it. Love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just said what you just said. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I repeat you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, good. Um, good. I think there's also, um, what was I going to say? Like when it comes to like the struggles that people can have around metal, like the excess, what can that look like? Mm-hmm. So oftentimes uh, the, the value is shifted from the inside to the outside, mm -hmm. right? So we, we get really materialistic or we get really vain mm -hmm. or we get really self-righteous. Mm -hmm. um, worth and, and value um, gets really distorted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so one of the things that uh, is an out of balance metal would be the capitalistic view of the world right now. And we've mm. got, you know, Jeff Bezos makes, I don't even know, it's ridiculous. In the billions, he's going to be the first person to reach trillion, right? And the, the disconnect of the value of money that one person can hold mm -hmm. versus the value that that money could create or do or, or cause good through the world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is uh, excess metal distortion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's this idea of um, like, I don't know if putting on a show is the right oh, word. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, like keeping up of appearances yeah. um, that can come with the metal when it's in excess. It's that um, vanity. Um, I am the reason why things are valuable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> me, me, me. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we see this a lot in spiritual communities too. Oh, Lord. Um, of, of where, you know, a, guru or a particular a spiritual leader takes on the value of the community um, rather than putting value back into the community. Mm -hmm. um, so that can be a place where we see a lot of metal out of balance. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then the deficiency would be the opposite of that <laughs> instead of the opulence and the you know, gold-plated toilets and the, <laughs> all the fancy cars. We've got, um, you know, sterility and and um, asceticism. And we've mm. got this, like, monastic view mm. and uh, lack of sentiment and coldness <laughs> so that um, your apartment might have, you know, only the functional furniture. Mm -hmm and I don't have any pictures up and I don't have any um, things to make my house warm because it's not essential. It's not a value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And because the, the metal is also about letting go, this can also lead into like too much letting go. So that would be like somebody who only keeps things that are of value or of function. But then on the flip side, it can look like somebody who has hoarding tendencies of like keeping mm-hmm. things um, even though they are past their value mm-hmm. and not being able to let go. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. One of the, the values of the metal element is transparency. Mm, love that. Um, and so uh, this is, this is a phrase that um, I often say in my life, um, you know, there's nowhere in my life that I wouldn't mind people, other people looking. Mm. Right. And so it's that transparency. A lot of times metal people have this, this like uh, projection or ego self that they show the world, Mm -hmm. but they have something inside of themselves that they're not showing. Mm -hmm. I just got this like flash visual of, the tree that's lost all of its leaves. It's like, Mm -hmm. you can actually see the structure of the tree once the foliage is gone. And that's when you can actually see if the tree is diseased. Um, You can Mm -hmm. see how healthy or unhealthy it is, is when this show of, of, of leaves is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Yeah. 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 The phrase, um, what is, of most value what is most essential is the least substance substantial mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's metal yay <laughs> that's metal um and then the last element would be the water element mm-hmm. and um yeah we can we can do the seed thing again cuz cuz that's been our our theme all along yeah, so if you think of um, after the, the autumn time when the, the leaves have fallen and you're starting to see the skeleton of the tree, the core trunk of the tree, winter is when all of the chi, all the energy of the tree has gone down into the roots and is going to sleep, is going to be dormant. All of the energy and activity of the tree is, is deep in the root system. Um, it's the cold soil uh, it's the seed that's deep inside of the soil, but it's not warm or moist yet. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of dormant. Yeah. And so that transition between like winter and spring is the potential energy versus kinetic energy. Yeah. Um, and that's what, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what um, the water element is all about. It's, it's that potentiated energy that hasn't been activated yet. Um, mm-hmm. And and so in terms of human spirit, um, I think of like wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know? I think of like our elders, um, people who have moved through the menopausal um, and the fertile phase of their life. And now it is so fully distilled down that it is this like deep, deep groundwater wisdom that's mm-hmm. beneath the surface. Um, yeah, they. I've, I've heard wisdom described as intelligence plus experience, mm-hmm. right? So like they have the intelligence because they have the book smarts. They 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 understand life, but they've actually also been 
in life and experienced life. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. can kind of distill what the experience and the intel the intelligence, what's what matches and yeah. what doesn't match. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the difference between like a 20 year old who thinks they know everything um, mm -hmm. and all they have is the, is the intelligence, the book smarts um, versus somebody who's in their nineties, who's been able to like actually live that experience um, yeah. and have that. Um, and in terms of the struggles, so excess deficiency, mm -hmm. I, I tend to think of the water element as our relationship to our resources. <laughs> and so wisdom comes into play of, I know enough, I'm wise enough to um, budget my resources. <laughs> <laughs> and so an excess person in the water element might be someone who's overly conservative Mm. overly orthodox mm. overly stingy with their resources mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think of this like continuum on one end you've got like the accountant <laughs> who has uh you know their monday wardrobe and their tuesday wardrobe and their <laughs> right and they eat um a sandwich for tuesday but they don't eat a sandwich for wednesday you know, this very calculated yeah. orthodox person and yeah. on the other end of the spectrum you've got the like x gamer who's <laughs> like gonna jump out of a helicopter mm -hmm. with their snowboard mm -hmm. and you know who knows if they're gonna survive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they're gonna spend it all in that one fell swoop yeah 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 so the deficiency then would be the reckless, the, the fantasy, the absurdity, the, the like, I'm just going to, I have no power or no wisdom to, to re to manage my resources. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have the will or the ambition to like gather my resources. Yeah. I think, um, and to sort of speak to that, the, the emotion that is often associated with, with the water element is fear. And so mm -hmm. there's this like, like in terms of resources, is there a fear of running out of resources, like an appropriate amount of fear of running out of resources, or right. is there like no fear at all of running out of resources? And so, right. um, you know, I, I watched a movie a, a few years back called free solo Oh yeah. Um, That's a water movie. Oh my God. Like the entire <laughs> time I'm like, so it's about a guy who, who um, free climbs um, the face of this massive rock in Yosemite. Is it Yosemite? Mm -hmm. Is it half dome? It might've been I half don't, dome. I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was, but like the entire time I am gripping my seat because it's like, if he makes one tiny wrong move, he is plummeting to his death because there right. are no ropes, ropes on, on this rock climber. Right. And or if the rocks don't, like, he yeah. might make the perfect move, but yeah. the mountain might not be forgiving. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be a really, um, a really good expression of, of, of water element of somebody who is possibly blowing all of his resources on one run mm -hmm. um, up this mountain. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the kind of impetus to do that is to to see and to meet God mm-hmm. or the universe or spirit or whatever you call it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna do this because I want to feel God or I want to connect mm-hmm. with the spirit or universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do that through pushing myself the with the craziest things. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna surf a hundred and twenty foot wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm going to like free dive with mm-hmm. sharks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever. And that adrenaline, that mm-hmm. like connection to my fear mm-hmm. is going to connect me to, to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's the same thing with like an athlete who is just like, um, very regimented and very conservative with their training schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, they are trying to get into that flow state so mm-hmm. that they can find God. Mm-hmm. And if I uh, regulate all these variables mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. I manage my resources mm-hmm. perfectly, I'll be the elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And on the flip side of that would be somebody who has too much fear and is not able to move or, um, or they're stuck in that like sympathetic part of their nervous system so they're stuck in the fight flight or freeze mode um of their nervous system yeah they're they're frozen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're the people who like long so deeply to be in relationship or or what have you and they're at the park bench with their book reading about relationship and then there's people all around them and they they they're frozen they can't yeah like say hi to someone yeah yeah. Yeah. And um, in terms of, because like, I think we started out this conversation with this idea of like spiritual ecology and mm-hmm. like us as practitioners being really the witnesses of these elements in a person, you know, something that I might share with somebody who is in that frozen fear aspect of their life is okay. So water can be a lot like, um, or fear is a lot like water in that, like if you don't give it a container, it can just take over your life. It gets into all these little nooks and crannies. Um, it finds all those little holes that you didn't even know were vulnerable. Um, so that can be the roof of your house or it can be your psyche. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so when we look to, nature and we look at how nature works with water um, we see that she uses earth to actually direct water and so that can be in the form of your earthenware coffee mug that holds the liquid in your in your cup so you can actually drink it Um, or it can be the banks along a river you know Mm. that gives it a direction that gives it uh, the ability to to move down the mountainsides that gives it the ability to actually move towards the ocean where it is meant to go. Um, And so then the invitation might be, okay, so how can we create a bit more earth? So you feel more stable. How can you, how can we create a bit more earth? So you feel more nourished and resourced um, so that we can actually use this water element to your advantage. Um, And then it's, it's up to the person. You know, it's not, it's not my place to 
to create that structure for them. It's my right. place to, it's my place to witness them and, and hold them accountable and to, and to let them know that this is what I'm seeing as the ecologist in the field. Um, but it is not up to me to actually do the heavy lifting. That's completely up to the, the client. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have the, the lens of the five elements or the perspective of the five elements, you can kind of remind the person of how nature flows. Mm-hmm. They already know that they're, yeah. we are, we are part of nature. Yeah. So it's, it's in our DNA. Yeah. Right? But it's always nice to have someone be like, Hey, remember the flow of the seasons <laughs> <laughs> and how, you know, uh, fall doesn't come right after springtime. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and again, it's that like idea of cycles being a natural part of our, our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So uh-huh. good. Yeah. So, We've talked for a while now. Chris, how are you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, oh my God, I talk about this every day, all day long. And I know. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's me too. Yeah. Um, One thing that I want to caution people about with mm. the five elements, because I get this a lot. A lot of my clients are like, so am I a wood person? Or am I a metal person? Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing or, this up. Or what have you. So uh, clinically, the five element system we diagnose people with constitutions. So I might have a metal constitution, cat might have a wood constitution, so forth and so on. But we clinically do that not by personality and not by emotion, but by the color of their, the flashes of color around their eyes um, of their skin, mm-hmm. uh, the smell of their skin, mm-hmm. the sound of their voice, and an emotion that they tend to stay in. But we can't just come to someone and and hear that they're like in an earth part of their life and be like, oh, you must be an earth person. (laughs) Or you are only an earth person and there's no other elements within you. And so clinically, it's really important to stay in the the diagnostic rules of looking at someone's skin and, and... uh, how their voice sounds and all this kind of stuff to help usher us into an understanding of a constitution. Yeah. And then even then, once we have a constitution, we're always looking how the other elements are interacting with that constitution. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's really easy as a Western mind to drill down into one element and be like, oh, I am that element. Yeah, like, and I mean, oh, I, I'm a Taurus. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like we do that with our, you know, with our uh, zodiac signs. Yeah, totally. And, and I and I run into this a lot with people as we're doing relationship work as well. Is like people get fixated and identify as I'm an anxious attachment style, and right, or right, right. I'm an avoidant attachment style, and mm-hmm. or um, I'm a typical Libra, yeah, or whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, um, right. right. And I find that it's it's one of the things that frustrated me about a lot of books about relationships and attachment theory is it's almost like you you identify and prescribe somebody as being a certain thing and then that's just who you are and there's no room for growth. And so what I love about the five element system and, and working with the five element system is there is always room for growth. There's always room for change and, um, and phases because that's how nature is, you yeah. know. 
And once there's no more room for phases, that's when life stops. Because <laughs> change, change is the constant. Mm -hmm. So if we get stuck in one element or if we get stuck in one identity, mm. there's, there's no more movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, I don't know if I can even like conceptualize that out loud in my, in my, in words. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, we've all experienced that person you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like it yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter how old they are. Like when you first said that, I was like, well, way to be morbid, Chris, but like, <laughs> it's, it's not about age. No, no, no. It's all about, so we all go through that. Like, uh, when we graduate, you know, some part of our life, you're gonna be like, what am I going to do if I'm not this anymore? Mm -hmm. If I'm not a father, mm -hmm. if I'm not a high school student, mm -hmm. if I'm not, mm -hmm. uh, this career, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. But that's like the same thing as I uh, being stuck in an identity. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are doing life in a way that flows, you will always be um, going through many deaths, you know, mm -hmm. you'll always be going through like I, something that I say a lot is I've attended a thousand funerals of the woman I used to be. And like, that yeah, feels beautiful that feels like the truest definition of spirituality for me um, mm -hmm. is, is being able to attend my funerals and recognize that, okay, so I'm just going through another winter spring cycle right now. Mm -hmm. um, and way to bring the water element back in. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, it's just like when you can recognize that, that, we move through life in phases, then you can surrender and, and allow yourself to actually be in, in the winter phase yeah. when it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I just love talking with you. I feel like, oh, thanks. like our episodes are the most giggly. Um, yeah, hell I yeah. Think, I think you get the most giggly guest award. <laughs> Awesome. I expect that in the mail. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel like how are you feeling? I feel great. Yeah. Do you feel complete? Ooh, good. Good question. I mean, I, as a, a cursory view of the five elements, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could spend an entire semester on each one element. Yeah. And, and trust relationships me, too. I am going to ask you back on to nerd out with me again. So don't you worry about that. Are people still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going into like hour three? <laughs> <laughs> we might be. <laughs> it's not been that long, but yeah. Um, but Chris, before we yes. wrap up, please um, let people know how we can find you. If you have... Mm things in the virtual world that um, anyone in the world can access um, and things in your specific locale so that people can also access you in that way. 
Yeah, totally. So I guess the thing that is the most appropriate to this conversation is I partner with a meditation studio here in Portland called Pause Meditation, uh, pausemeditation.org. And um, I've been doing uh, seasonal uh, alignment classes. So we talk about the elements. And I just did an earth element uh, talk in the end of August. And I have a video of that if people want to um, go deeper into the earth element, they can uh, email me or Instagram me and I can send them the, the video. Um, we just ask for a small donation. And then um, on October, oh gosh, uh, 12th, I think it is, it's a Saturday, October something, Saturday, <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing the metal element. And so uh, you can go to the pause, um, pause meditation.org and look for their events. And I'll be talking about their, the metal element in that. Um, so it would be October 10th or 17th. Which one is it? 10th, 10th, 10th. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I hope that's true. I don't know. <laughs> in October, I will be talking about the metal element. Um, so that's one thing you can do. I also have an Instagram account which I would love for you to, um, you know, write me questions or engage with me. I love talking and thinking big thoughts with people. My Instagram is Miller underscore acupuncture. Um, you can email me, go to my website, which is Miller hyphen acupuncture.com. Um, I think that's great. I think that's great too. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I really, really enjoy having conversations with people and so, um, and listening to people. And so that's kind of my whole thrust on, on social media. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason I'm there is to engage with people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel so. the same way. I know that like a lot of people struggle with, with the social media aspect of things, but um, I think you do it beautifully. Um, I always, like I was saying, I, I, your page is one of the few that I go to on a daily basis just to see mm-hmm. if, if Chris has thought some new thoughts and like, if it's going to make me think some new thoughts. Um, Aww. Go on, say more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm massaging uh, your metal element right now. <laughs> uh, you're appealing to my vanity. Yes. And, and I love your, your haikus. I think every few days mm. you throw up a haiku and. Um, I'm collecting them into a book. I love this. <laughs> I'm so in love with this idea. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so funny because like the last time you and I were just having like a friend chat, I was like, so do those just flow out of your brain just like that? And I think you were like, I think I think in haiku. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. I say statements and then the person I'm around is like, bro, that was a haiku. Five, seven, five. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So I think that it's just, it's so funny that, as a metal person, you have taken like this like <laughs> art form and like condensed it down into like the smallest like um, aspect of it. So I, I love that. Um, and you just have really beautiful ways of, of writing that I, I really, really appreciate. Thanks, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> 
And for those of you who are who are curious about keeping up with my work, I'm also on Instagram um, at Empowered Curiosity. And like I said earlier, uh, we're going to be doing a whole series about the five elements. And so this is the first one. I'm so glad that Chris was able to join us and kick it off. Um, next week, I will have my good friend Christina Ciccone on. She is also an acupuncturist, and we are going to talk specifically about the metal element because we are about to go into metal season. Um, Love it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Have a wonderful rest of your day, Chris. Heck um, yeah. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Lovely people out there listening in interweb lands and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and more importantly for being a part of this community. If you ever feel like you have any questions or you want to continue the conversation, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Empowered Curiosity. I also want to take a moment and say that if you find these episodes to be valuable, you can support our little project here at Patreon. And so if you go to patreon.com and search for Empowered Curiosity, then you can give us a donation and, and support can look like $3 a month. It is less than a cup of coffee. To round this all out, I also want to say thank you to Andre Lagasse, who produces each one of these episodes, and to Mayan Kites, who creates original music for the Empowered Curiosity podcast. Thank you.